Match day six, Cavalry FC two, Atletico one one nil. Awful, just awful. The official podcast, the Capital City Supporters Group. I'm Johnny MacArthur. I'm here with Patty Dornan all season long, every Tuesday. He's laughing right now. Give me your reactions, <laughs> analysis, and hot takes. Patty, in the words of every white person's favorite rapper, snap back to reality. <laughs> oh, buddy. <laughs> yeah, coming How at you, you a day late. Thanks to the old Victoria Day long weekend, and this yeah. game wanted to make wanted to, to make me Victoria gouge my eyes out. Let's uh, let's be real. I watched it twice, like an idiot. Um, you put about I as watched... much effort into that joke as uh, we put into that performance. Oh, but like, uh, I just I can't get over that. Like, I watched it the day after the the match. I like went on radio silence and watched it, and then yep. I watched it again today just to like see if my eyes were deceiving me and they were not <laughs> like yeah i, mean, I man, can't the, believe you did that to be honest the hype train is off the rails bro like <laughs> we are, what in god's name was that performance on saturday <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. was, i mean i, I said like, it i said it in the in the last week's episode i was like listen five nil against vancouver is not anything to really get our hopes up about and that was a reminder uh, about that <laughs> Bro, we gave we gave Cavalry their first win of the season. I hate that. I know. I hate that. Those symbolic things make it worse, dude. And we ended our winning streak at Spruce as well. You know, we we have a we we had a two win uh, two games played, two wins, six goals scored, one game one goal conceded record there, and we just blew that up. Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah, we did. So, yeah, man. Let's 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 talk about the match a little bit. Let's do that. <laughs> Yeah, I guess we'll have to do that. Dude, it's just so, okay, I mean, let, let's start here. We had one shot on target, and that was we Luke sure did. free kick in the first half. What yeah, else seven, did we do? Nothing else happened. On tar- uh, our pass accuracy was 69%. Nice. Normally, I would say nice, but the Cavs <laughs> put up 84%. Dude, that's abysmal. So that's was, is that the worst ever? Is that our worst ever? 69%? Uh, is that our worst ever? It's got to be up there. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty close. I think. I think it might be. I don't. I don't know if we had any games last year, last Jeez, season under seventy percent. So, yeah, not good. Not good. Um, I would call no, it. I mean, normally our threshold for being bad was like less than eighty, and then if yeah. it was like mid seventies, we'd be like, oh, okay, we got to get it better than that. Sixty nine. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Thirty five percent possession, which normally like doesn't bother me. <laughs> Except, you know, when we have possession like that, I would like to see something close to resembling an offensive effort. That would be great. Yeah. Yeah. So, like a, yeah. And any sort of any sort of break, any sort of counterattack where, you know, Salter actually holds the ball up and releases a runner would be fantastic if we're going to only have 35% possession. Not, you know, nothing, which is yeah. what we had. Yeah. So, anyway, overall, I mean, like, stats wise, like, again, I don't want to like beat a, beat a dead horse, but like, Cavalry beat us pretty much on every shooting stat. They beat they actually beat us on every passing stat, which is atrocious. <laughs> like literally every passing yeah, stat. Yeah, I mean that beat. doesn't surprise me at all. We you want, yeah. we had we had 58 passes in their half, which is fucking hilarious. I just <laughs> want to say for for the record, for those of you listening, Cavs had 219. So in hours. <laughs> for, for reference, we suck. Bruh. Bruh. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me just pour the rest of this beer in here. Um, yeah, no, it's it's again. I, th- I think that you can't have stats Jesus like that and and then put up any sort of points this week. And it's frustrating because we look like I know you. I know you kind of like tempered our expectations on the five nil victory over VFC. Um, yeah. And you know there was two. I'm going to call yeah. them key injuries off VSC with Gabby Bitar and um, who else broke his collarbone. There's a guy who broke his collarbone. Caden uh, Chung. Caden Chung. Yeah. So so yeah. So two yeah. players. You know, keep I'm going to call them key players in, in VFC's formation injured yeah. relatively early on in the game. And then we just absolutely crushed them yeah. um, and just didn't let up. You know, we hit the yeah. gas and we we kept going. And then to go from that to like everything that was the opposite of that <laughs> happened on the weekend. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. No, we yes. created nothing. We didn't look dangerous for a single second. Um, you know, one of one of one of the most harrowing stats here is that we didn't have zero percent accurate crosses because we had a bunch of inaccurate ones. We had zero percent accurate crosses because we had zero crosses in general. Oh my god, you're we not didn't, we joking. didn't even yeah, the cross the ball. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, it was just yeah. it was a nothing performance. It was a flat nothing performance. And I know two weeks ago I said that our performance against Pacific was the worst that we've seen in the cargo era. And, and the fact that I, we, we've topped it in just two weeks later, we topped it. That was yeah, the worst piece of garbage performance I have seen, you know, in the uh, cargo era and possibly ever. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that definitely for cargo. Um, I mean, I, I, I know that Mista put up some real stinker performances just in general, but. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that was probably, if not the, it was if not the worst, the second worst. Um, and both of them have been this season, which is shitty because we're we're like six games in. So yeah, yeah, not not great, not great. Um, yeah, man, let's just let's just jump into the. Needless next to segment. say, we don't have any standout players. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> I wrote in my notes right here. Can I say none this week? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, weirdly, I weirdly was, enough, you know, funny enough, if I was going to put anyone, it would probably be Tissot. Yeah, Max Tiso actually he had sort of came on when he wasn't expected to. When he had a he had a half decent decent game. I mean, he was quick, had decent game sense. Yeah. Um, he he won a hundred percent of all of his ground and aerial duels for the entire entire game. See, this is why never lost. This is why I would put him on there. Yeah, and I mean because yeah. normally we sort of decry his defensive abilities, but yeah, having four to four ground duels, one two to two aerial duels, one is like enough to get you some any sort of standout shout out from us even though he had no crosses no accurate (laughs) shots only one out of three accurate long balls you know what i mean it's just purely for being a little bit defensive that's good enough for us this week (laughs) that's good enough this week (laughs) um and speaking of good enough this week i would also hazard to put luke saying on on this list just because he had a our only shot on goal and b his defensive (laughs) stats were decent you know he had three for four on ground duels two out of two aerial duels um, I, I, he was, he was another, uh, slightly less dull spot on the squad this week and I hated it. <laughs> like I just, it was, yeah. it's kind of like, it's it, a lot of Luke singing in a nutshell, in a nutshell kind of showed in that game. And, um, Patty Gibson pointed this out to me as well, because I had kind of missed it in just my absolute dross trying to forget about what happened in this game. Uh, I was like, oh, you know, like he's doing pretty good. He's exceeding expectations. We thought he'd be awful coming from Edmonton where he wasn't that good. But, you know, he's been putting up some pretty good stats. He's got confidence and he had a shot on target. And Patty's like, did you forget how he completely dropped off his his man when Camargo had that chance that he just skied that really should yes. have been a goal? Yep. yep. And I mean, he does that. He's got a weird little mistake in him every now and, and not every now and then he does it every other game. 
where he'll just yeah. completely miss a man and then drop off. And because we and, talked about it in the Pacific game, I think yeah. he was he was instrumental in at least two of their goals by yeah. just dropping off his man. And yep. you know, again, like I'm I'm putting. He also him gives here. he also gives up free kicks in really dangerous areas all the time. Yes, and he did it again yeah. against Calvary. Yeah, so you know what? Like he's I would I would say he like maybe maybe just barely made the bar of of standout players. Tiso was probably the only good player out there this week, and yeah. and. Luke Singh was probably the closest we had to a second place finish. Yeah, I guess everyone else yeah. honestly was just bad, and 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 I don't like and I don't like doing that. Uh, but <clears throat> I I can't we can't sort of let them slide with this one, you know. And I love to be able to say, oh, it was all the tactics, but honestly, nobody looked like they wanted to be there. Nobody looked like they yeah. wanted to do anything. Um, like seventy minutes in, you could see Ali Bassett just absolutely sprint forward to try and press from the front. Sprints past Sammy Salter. You could tell he was getting fed up with this. He's I like, what so, are we yeah. doing? What are we doing? We're two goals down and we're not, we're not even trying. Like we're just, we're well, just, we saw, I think we saw frustration. We saw frustration from a lot of players out there, especially yeah. like as much as I'm going to like probably dunk on Sean Melvin in my disappointments list, yeah. seeing him have to like scream his lungs out at his defenders to tighten up on, on, on where they're standing in a wall for a corner or a set piece or whatever, and then have yeah. him look and then have to yell at them again to me is like, guys, like it, yeah. it happened multiple times. And I was like, it just it just really showed the team fraying at the edges and i find this season so far when the team gets in that mindset of like just a little bit off and just like not communicating very well mm -hmm. they get frustrated really easily and then that's when we start seeing like terrible passing or dead balls or tons of throw-ins yeah. um and you know we really really saw it yeah. in this match and it sucks it sucks because normally we're we're great we play great at echo like you, you talked about earlier like we we play really well at echo and this was just not at all our yeah. form yeah and i mean why don't we just go right into disappointment sean melvin mm. if i had a nickel for every every awful goal kick that you know maybe went out of bounds or every long ball that just went to nobody i mean what a stinker of a performance that was zero saves two goals conceded yeah yeah 63 percent accurate passes which is dookie two for eight on okay. long balls <laughs> like jesus christ well this <laughs> clearly clear like yeah, I, I'm okay if you try to play out for the back and realize you don't and then go for long balls instead. But for God's sakes, like at least twice he hit it directly out of bounds. And I was like, I went through a whole season of that when Ottawa Fury had Callum Irving. I don't want to relive that again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be really nice. I, yeah, you know what? I think we need, we need King Nate to get healthy like yesterday. As we really do. And we got to talk about how getting caught wrong-footed on that first goal was just really not a good look. And I know it went through about a billion players by the time it got to the net, but man, like... Yeah, it's, but again, I think we talked about that the last poor performances that Sean Melvin had where he just seems like he's always a little bit out of position. And on that shot, he was completely flat-footed. And yes, it went through like a whole crowd, but at least have a little bit of game sense to like, it, it, by the time he realized, I think where the ball was, it was already in the net. And I was like, a goalie should like, yeah. you didn't even try, man. Well, that second goal, that second goal too. I mean, for that free kick, like we were not, I mean, we, <clears throat> we talk about this a lot, how we concede from set pieces all the time and it's yeah. getting to be a little bit ridiculous, but that one was probably one of the weakest set piece goals we have given up. I mean, it was yeah. so simple. The ball in, the head down, and then the tap in in the far corner. I was like, "What in the actual? Why? Why is why is Melvin stranded in the in the near post where no one's at the back post? Why is that person completely clear?" And I mean, that's on as on Melvin as much as it's on the defenders because you're supposed to be. This is a team effort. You got to be setting yourself up to defend these set pieces. Yeah, and I think I think that comes down to that comes down to communication and yeah. frustration. And I think it showed for for 
almost every time we were in the defensive role and we were trying to absorb cavalry pressure, we just fell apart and it sucked. Yep. Yeah. So. Yep. All right. Who else? Uh, let's just rip into these kids. Let's, let's <laughs> do it. Fire up the chainsaw. Let's do it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Jean Daniel Assey on here. Um, yep. it's, it's it's it sucks because like he has put up some really great performances so far this season. But mm-hmm. what on God's green earth was that? Like <laughs> he got beat on nearly every ground duel. Three for eleven. One for four successful dribbles. Fifty-seven yep. percent pass accuracy. One for four successful so, dribbles. That's the thing with me, man. That's the thing with me, yeah. man. It's awful, awful. No, the things with me is almost fi- almost half of his passes went errant, either to the other team or out of bounds. Fifty percent, fifty-seven percent. You know, and like much much as I dislike that clown Escalante, like he and Camden had Assy's number the entire match, and I hated it. I hated watching yep. it. They Every time it, the ball came down that side of the pitch, I was just like. They're going to swing it in or they're going to cut into the 18 and just burn Assy. And I, I like, and it sucks because he has had some incredible both offensive and defensive performance. Like I talked about him like sh- a little bit of shades of Maxime Tiso. You know, he's got the speed. He's got the footwork. He's got a decent cross. But this was not that. And I just, uh, it, was, it was tough to watch. It was tough to watch. And it was a huge game for him, obviously, going back to the club that he spent last season with. Um, yeah. You know, you could say that the, the, that the occasion probably got to him. Uh, he's still young, obviously, you know, it's, it's, it, these are tough situations and he was just absolutely bodied by that left flank the whole game. I mean, every time he had it, like it, it's, I, I, I use this, if I had a nickels expression literally two minutes ago, but if I had a nickel for every time he just cheaply gave away possession, I yeah. wouldn't have to, uh, record this uh, podcast. You know, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, that's, that joke doesn't make any sense. I don't make any money off of this, but you know, pretend that we made lots of money off of this. Yeah. And I would no longer have to do it because it was just every time I every time that ball went down that flank, I was like, all right, well, this isn't going to turn into anything. He's just going to give yep. it away cheaply, very cheaply, might I add. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, as he's definitely on here for me. Yeah. Um, he's showing every yeah. one of his 18 years and every one of his hundred pounds in a bad way. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Not in a good way. Yeah. Um, speaking of not in a good way, uh, salt's off the table, man. Sam Salter, he's back. He's like. Well, that was painful to watch. Like Sam Salter's a big dude. We talk about him all the time. He has, yes, he's not like a physical presence in the same way Neba is, but he has the height. Like he's a fairly tall, yeah. kind of toke, to, like talisman striker type deal. Like a like a bit of a poacher. Um, but he just didn't tr- try. Like I didn't. I didn't feel like he was trying out there. I like. I lost track how many times I just no, like slapped my pathetic. forehead frustrated whenever the, the ball's in the air, and he just didn't even bother to try and get. Uh, an aerial win an aerial duel like he played 80 minutes and he had 23 touches in 80 minutes 23 that's see this is this is why i wasn't i wasn't uh gonna hold back earlier when i was like everyone was awful because it was it's not like you really were putting in an effort and a shift and running and trying hard and things just were coming off like you this per this guy was literally jogging around not doing jack the whole game and i'm like what like what was this was this what you were told to do by the coach you just not care like the amount of the amount of balls that you could have pressed and intercepted and actually tried to start something on the break, like you literally just jogged around on an island by yourself up at the top of the pitch for the whole game. It was like me yeah. playing striker at like eight years old because I didn't want to run. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I agree, and, and it really, yeah, it's it sucks because he just came off his first goal for the for the club. 
Um, mm-hmm. a good performance last week, and then to go from that to this, like he's just he's just back where he was, and. Yeah. I was truly zero hoping shots, that he zero was shots, zero chances created. <laughs> zero. I was hoping he was on the upswing, Johnny, and he one pass, <laughs> one pass into the final third. <laughs> yeah, he swung all the way back on the pendulum to the other side again. So yeah, Sam Salter is definitely up here. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, like, there's so many other players. Like, it sucks because I hate, I hate weeks where we have to have yeah. record the. <laughs> I hate weeks where we record this podcast, and and it's it seems like it's a bit of a bitch fest, but like. Again, I think that this yeah. match, if we're going to talk uh, negatively about a match, like at least the Pacific match, yeah, we got outplayed and we and we lost pretty hard, but there were some there were some bright spots and there were some like areas I think that really shone through in that match. And then this just didn't mm-hmm. have any of that at all. No. You're right. This yeah. was nothing. This is this was worth a bitch fest. You know what I mean? This is worth like actually saying about the team. You were awful, and and you know we don't deserve to watch that. It was it was like it was completely phoned in. It was like no one there wanted to actually play football. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you watched it. Like, what did like? What was your again? What what was your take? Like watching at home. It's I'm getting worked up now because I actually stopped being upset about it quite quickly because I touched so much grass this weekend. I've have been having a great weekend. Like it was it was my birthday on Saturday. Yeah, and, it was uh, Johnny's birthday, everyone, and we missed it. It so, was yeah, from all turned, of us to you, bro. Happy thank birthday. You, thank you. Turned thirty three on Saturday. I was having a, a great time and then on Sunday I had another great time. The weather was even better than on Saturday. And to cap it off, I was like, Ah, I'm gonna go and watch us put three past uh past Carducci at Atco Field one once again and then, and then i got treated to that instead yeah <laughs> and then I t- like uh, flo my fiance was like sort of uh, she was sleeping off the day we had a uh, we had a big walk or whatever so she was in the bedroom i was watching by myself and then i think about two-thirds of the way through the game i texted her i was like why am i watching this like <laughs> why am i even bothered right now this is this is pathetic it's just, just making me upset they don't want to play why do i want to watch and that's legitimately yeah. how I felt. I said, if they don't yeah. want to play, why do I want to watch? No, I, 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 I had, I had those feelings too, to be honest. Um, I mean, I, I, you know, had the, had the fortune of later on in that day, I went and watched Riga FC just dummy two gooms five one. So that was great. There I got go. to go watch my local team <laughs> absolutely crush insane. somebody on the pitch after we got absolutely murdered. So it, it took a you little, little bit of this sting off, but still, I mean, I, yeah, I agree <laughs> with you. I, I think that it's, it's it's a bit of a trend. Um, I know we're going to talk about it probably in the mailbag. I haven't scrolled down yet to like read all the questions, but we're probably going to talk about the mailbag. But I'm starting to see, and I think you know what? I'm not. Start, I think everybody's starting to see shades of our performance at home starting to bleed through in our away games, and I hate that because at least mm. last season yeah. at our away games we were never really like that worried because we're like okay, well yeah, we play like trash at home for the most part, and that's generally like how we play. But at least we have our away games, and that's what's going to salvage our season. And mm-hmm. now we're seeing performances like this away at Cavalry. Like, are you kidding me right now? Yeah. 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 No, so. it's true. It's true. And I mean, we've already lost three go- three games this season. Last last season, we lost five all season. All season. And we've already yeah. lost three. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, again, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm not I'm, good. I, I, I don't I mean we could go through most of the most of the starting 11 honestly here. Um I'm really concerned about Neba going off 19 minutes in because we saw a lot of that yeah, last season too. and now I'm like Ugh, like yeah. I'm hoping <laughs> and you never want to say I'm hoping it's an injury and not like but in this case like my concern is that it was fitness related and I'm like man like 
uh, we had problems with that last well, last year. Pulled up and... non-contact, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what I mean. So so that's my he concern. Pulled up off the ball, um, so. Yeah, yeah, so, uh, which again, I'm, I'm, he, had a, I'm he, had a good, he had a good performance last week, and then this. Well, the thing that he did, he had a good couple in a row, and I'm super concerned mm-hmm. because, like, our tweak that Cargo did with our back four kind of depends on having someone like him at left back. And yeah. we don't actually have any depth in that position that, of players that play that role. Sacco absolutely cannot play that type of left back. Tissot, I, I don't even know if he can play that type of left back. We have all these wing backs, and then. When we decided to start playing a back four, we were lucky that we had Neba, a center back, who can also play defensive left back. And we're lucky that we had Carl Womet, a center back, that can also play defensive right back. So we have mm. no depth in those two positions other than those two players. Yeah. <laughs> so, so if we're going to continue we with this new sort of formation, we're going to have to recruit some bodies yeah. or convert some center backs. Yeah. And, and at this point, like, I don't know what's out there for those for those positions like i feel like we had two key players kind of go down like with tiso and um, carl howarth early on Mm -hmm. in the season with injuries and then add to that nathan ingham who would be instrumental because he can generally pick up the slack if our defense is playing more poorly and he i find he also has better control of the structure of our defense and Mm -hmm. seeing this like i'm like man like we need those guys back like full stop if we're if we're going to recover at this point, I think we, we need at least do. one of them back. We absolutely do. Um, yeah, and I like this that watching this game made me think, and I think uh, <clears throat> I think everyone sort of noticed this. It's like if we're going to play this style of game, we need a couple things. You know, we we need everyone to be a hundred percent bought into the philosophy and the style. Everyone needs to be mm-hmm. on the same page. We need to have some wise, cool, calm heads out there, experienced heads to keep everyone in line. And we need, um, you know, an elite for this level goalkeeper. And right yeah. now we have none of those things. It, yeah. it really looks like not everyone is on the same page right now. Not everyone's bought into the style of play. Everyone is friggin' frustrated. Um, we got rid of so many of our experienced players last season. I think the only one, uh, obviously we had Miguel Acosta out there, but the only one who was like over 30 or approaching 30 was Carl Womet. Um it's just no, 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 nothing is is nothing's aligning. Last season no. worked the way it did, and now is looking like a flash in the pan. But last season worked the way it did was because all the planets aligned. And yeah, uh, all the, pl- all the right planets aligned, and all, and all the players, yeah, and all the players bought in, right? Yeah. Like you had full one hundred percent buy in from every player into the yeah. system that we were playing. Yeah, and in this case, and now everything's all out of order. Yeah, yeah. So our, and that's our why it's twenty twenty one. Yeah. Because 2021 was that same thing, right? Like, we tried to do that, and, and nobody was really into the idea. And then so that's why we were just awful for the whole season. And we had games yeah. like this constantly. Yeah. So, yeah. So, anyway, lots of disappointments this week. Um, I'm not, I, I'm not, I don't even think we need to bother with areas for improvement because anyone who watched that match could probably say what <laughs> needs to be improved, and it's yeah. almost everything. Um, yeah, for me, like the, the, the big the big thing that frustrates me about what we've been doing is that we sit, it's, it's one thing to sit deep and press and counter. Mm-hmm. Um, and you kind of need both of those things to go hand in hand. We sit deep, but we're playing like we're two nil up. You know what I mean? Even yeah. though we're two nil down. So we sit deep and absorb the pressure, but we're not trying to win the ball high up the pitch anywhere. We sit deep and we win the ball deep and then we don't have 
the 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 link between the lines to actually launch a counterattack. Either we send a long ball up to someone who, if they manage to get it, is the only person up there. Yeah. Or we send it out to the wings, or we send it up to Salter, who has absolutely no hold-up playability, and then just loses possession of it. It's, yeah. There's, there's, no, that or, yeah. there's no transition. Either that, or we pass, either that or we pass the other team, because three in ten of our passes were yeah. going to exactly. players. Exactly. So. There's just no transition. Yeah. 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 I would, I would agree with that. I mean, and it's frustrating. I think it's frustrating for the players, obviously, because we saw on the pitch. I think it's frustrating for the staff, but I think it's especially frustrating for the fans who are watching and are so invested in this team to see that type of play. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, we can see everyone, they're packing out the GCP for these watch parties and like they're treated to this. Yeah. Yeah. So again, that's my big concern is, is we're starting to see a little bit of scope creep in the performance of ATO away because we're used to seeing them suck at home. Honestly, like that's become the yeah. norm, but now we're starting to see them suck yeah. away and I hate that. Yeah, I mean, that was our only, you know, our last bastion was was how well we were away and we don't have that anymore. So, you know, it's yeah. honestly, it's, yeah. just, it's just shades of 2021 again. Know, um, do you have a it's moment of the match? I don't freaking yeah. know, man. Oh, I do, I do actually. Uh, I, I'm going to say my moment of the match was Escalante scoring that goal and then doing his stupid like moose ears whatever like stick his tongue out celebration and then it immediately getting called back for offside and seeing his face go from excited to like oh what just happened even though it was a clear offside (laughs) so um yeah it was good um this is one thing we need to explain to the crowd to the to the listeners yeah yeah yeah. because i know a lot of people on the internet were like how was that offside and people were especially friggin' dumb cavalry fans were like posting Mm -hmm. screenshots of the pass in being like, how is this offside? It's not even close. That wasn't what the offside was. No, the offside was Meyer Bevan running into Sean Melvin moments before the ball was kicked. Yeah, he was behind Sean Melvin. Shot came he down. was behind Sean Melvin during and that I shot. I mean, obviously, you can, be in a, you can be in an offside position, and if you don't affect the play, it's whatever. It doesn't count. But the fact that he literally made contact with Sean Melvin, not milliseconds before that shot came in. You, from yep. an offside position, that is... Yep. And people said, oh, if that was looked at, it would get called back. No, if it wasn't called, VAR would have called that goal off. That was about as textbook of an offside as you can get as far as a player in an offside position affecting... Interfering with a keeper. Yep. So there yep, we go. Exactly. Just so that we can put that out there, just because it, I, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills, like reading yes. some of these takes online in the past two days. So for all the Cavalry fans that are listening right now, you can go kick rocks. Like, honestly, the, the amount of people that were so confidently incorrect that I've been reading... Reading on the internet <laughs> the past few days is just blowing Those are my, my mind. favorite people on the internet, though, the people that are so confidently incorrect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I wish, I wish I had that sort of confidence, dude. I could go all through life not being affected by anything because I was just that ignorant. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that was probably one like that. And I also loved that when, when Escalante, because man, I hate, I hate Escalante. He's such a getting a yellow player. for simulation for the second time against us. Yeah, and then Luke Singh like brilliant. <laughs> they posted the gift in the chat room. It's like Luke Singh yelling at him to like get the f up. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, bro, man. amazing, that was amazing. Great. So, that was um, yeah, so yeah, thank you, Luke Singh, from all of us to you because we were all <laughs> yelling that at our TV, and you said it to yeah. Jose Escalante on the ground, which is what we wanted, giving us a yeah. very, very memey moment. We needed, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, and it makes me feel good that he got another yellow for that because, God, man, that guy dives so often. Oh, it's the worst. It's the worst. And the funny thing is that he could have gotten a second yellow later in the game, too. Yeah. 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 I love seeing the yellows for simulation. 
Love that he's gotten two again. Love that he's gotten two against us as well, which is a For hilarious this record. Thing, yeah, <laughs> yeah, most over embellished soft fouls go. ever. Yep. Um, yeah, and actually, the last—it's funny because the last one gave us a great gif as well. It was the one. Uh, he remember he uh, he dove. What was it? Oh no, that wasn't the simulation yellow. That was a different one. When he dove, and we got the handball, and we scored the pen in that uh, our home opener when we were in. The oh yeah, kit. yeah. And then he was yeah. like showing the ref that no, this is the dive. This is what I did, and he literally like simulates his own dive in front of the ref yeah. as he's giving him a yellow card. <laughs> 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 oh my god, that guy gold. is we hate such him, but he's a gift gold. He's, He's such a clown, man. <laughs> and this is nothing but, new. The whole league hates this guy, but whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Well, cool. this has been quick. You've heard enough from us. Now it's time to hear from you. <laughs> CCSG Mailbag. We got a bit of a mailbag this week. Oh, boy, do we ever. Welcome to the mailbag segment, everyone listening right now. Um, this is the part of the podcast where we get to hear what you guys have to say. And, you know, you could tell us. How you really feel about what we just put up this week? Uh, it's <laughs> the best part of being. I was glad yeah. before I even asked for questions. I had one of our members blast me with five of them in a row, like the night of the game. I was like, <laughs> "Yes, baby, this is what I wanted." <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So it, that is a perfect example. It's the you know best part yeah. of being a member of CCSG is you get to send Johnny as many questions as you want. While you're drunk <laughs> and angry after watching the game. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, we, this is a part of the podcast just it. for you guys. So let's let's dive in here to this very, very angry mailbag. <laughs> um, all right. I will I'll open with this one because like um, we'll, we'll go with a, an underhand pitch. This is a, this should be an easy one. Uh, is it safe to say the Neba experiment is over? Um, I would say, unfortunately, not not because he's not suited for the position. He is very much suited for the position. I would say probably just because his fitness issues have shown, uh, have never let up. He's had fitness issues the entire time he's been here. So we, he cannot be counted on to be a starter day in, day out. So I would say, yes, you know, we need depth in that position. We need someone the same profile as him that, you know, isn't made out of straw. Yeah. Yeah, fair. That's a fair. That's a fair answer to that question. Yeah, do you, I, I, I assume you probably agree with that. We can move on to the next. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, we've we've just seen the, the biggest thing that concerns me is yeah, the just the physical inconsistency in his in his play when we get him out on the pitch because it's either he plays a decent game and manages to, to scrape to scrape through sixty or ninety minutes. Or like this case, he comes off after 19 minutes on a non-contact, which is extremely concerning. Um, and he yep. was gone for like 80% of the season last season. So um, I think I'm on the I think I'm on the maybe the Neba experiments over oversight of that question. And not and I, we don't see that gleefully either. We'd love for him no. to be super fit and be able to start in that position every game. Well, for we the gushed rest of the we gushed about him last week. That. Literally last week we gushed about. Yeah, him. exactly, exactly. <laughs> Wow. It's just a shame that, uh, yeah, he's made out of wet tissue paper. But uh, yeah. next one, given the team fluent, and this is actually a good one. This is a good point. I love how excited you, like you and I both sound right now. It's, yeah, <sighs> given God damn it. Sorry, everyone. We're trying here. No, it's given, all good. We're doing. We're doing a service here. <laughs> we're doing it. 
Give it. Well, I mean, everyone feels the same way, right? So it's it's probably mm. better to listen to this than to listen to us. Yeah, we're like, commiserating. You know what, guys, here are the positives about it. Here is what was actually good, and we could be hopeful about. Nah, turn nah, that frown upside that. down, everyone. Nobody wants to hear that shit. <laughs> who needs who needs wins on the road? <laughs> who needs them? Who yeah. needs them? I don't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Given the team right. flew into Calgary at three a on three a.m. on Saturday. And weren't able to try. I did not know this. And weren't able to train much due to the air conditions in Calgary because of the wildfires out there. Um, how much of the performance should be blamed on a lack of preparation and sleep? So what you're saying is Mother Nature sabotaged us. I get it now. <laughs> this makes so much more sense. It's a conspiracy by Big Nature it's to make ATO lose. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, um, I, you know what? I, I, I don't think we can blame that on lack of preparations or sleep. I think that in this case, did it play a factor? I very, it very well could have. I think that a team can be affected by things like that. Like I didn't know they flew in at 3am. That's ridiculous. Um, but, and you know, yeah. yeah, maybe they didn't get good sleep and that can definitely affect the team's performance. But I think that a team that's prepared and fit for a match it will affect your performance a little bit not to the extent that we saw on the weekend mm. i think that you, you can't you can't blame how they played on lack of sleep and lack of prep well i mean yeah maybe you could blame it on a lack of preparation maybe that's maybe that's where the issue was because i don't think sleep really played a whole huge factor in it yeah. maybe it was just preparation um and i don't i, I don't see again we, i don't say that lately i i don't i don't like seeing ATO play like that because I know that they can play. I mean, we saw it last yeah. week and we've seen it earlier in the season. We even saw it on the can champs, even though we lost to forge, I think we played a really good game um, against forge at Tim Hortons field. So I, I, I know the team has it in them. It's just like, Oh man, I just, I, like, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping that it was something fixable, but I, I don't think it's sleep or I don't think it's the wildfires. <laughs> Um, I, I really just think it's, yeah, maybe just a bit of lack of preparation and, and strategy. I'd love to blame it on lack of sleep because they all look like they were asleep out there. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! I like that. <laughs> yeah. As far as, uh, our, as far as like lack of preparation, any as lack of preparation, you talk about tactically, I, I think that this is uh, other than, you know, some of the four nils we've gotten from forge over the years. Um, mm. I think this is probably one of the most, handily that we've ever been beaten i think tommy wielden jr got everything absolutely right in this game um mm -hmm. he snuffed he knows he, obviously from a guy that's lost to us like six times um uh he came completely prepared for this one he beat us at our own game um you know they they realized that they probably weren't going to be able to break through our two banks of four so they got their goals off set pieces you know they took mm -hmm. their time they were patient they snuffed out every opportunity that we might have had they know who they knew who to target and they knew what to target it was we just yeah. got absolutely handily outplayed, outcoached in, in every way, shape, or form. Yeah, it was textbook, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, all right. Despite the weekend's result, how do we unlock the ATO that really came at Forge at Tim Hortons Field during the Voyagers Cup? I don't, I mean, uh, who knows? You know, does Cargo have a, have a handle on that dressing room anymore? Are they going to listen to what he says? If he gives them the hairdryer treatment, are they going to are they going to pay attention? You know, is there coming is there coming back from this? Like we we don't look like we we're on the same page at all. And mm -hmm. 
you know, is, is the, that, that this is what separates the good managers from the great managers is being able to, you know, pick us back up and having someone like, obviously not a manager, but having someone like Drew Becky on the team was someone who could pick us back up in situations like this. Do we have anyone on the team like that right now? And if we don't have anyone on the team like that right now, can Cargo fill that role? I don't know. I doubt, I, I kind of doubt it a little bit. Yeah. I hope that, I think the player that we need back the most of all the players out there, yes, it would be awesome to have Nathan Ingham out there. Yes, it would be great to have Tiso playing from the start. But I honestly think we need Carl Howarth to fill that role because I think that he filled it before he was injured. And I think that he assisted Drew Becky last season in filling that role, that mature, yeah. calm, kind of guiding hand for the team. And I I don't think we have that. And I mm-hmm. don't know if cargo is able to fill that role. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know either. And I mean, <clears throat> Drew was perfect for that role, you know, being bilingual, able to sort of go back and forth between the coaching team and the players. Um, Carl was only ever a second fiddle to Drew and he's been injured this whole season. So he's never really had that opportunity to be the one and only captain on the pitch. And I mean, obviously mm-hmm. we've, we've, you know, Ottawa soccer fans have seen him being captain for years, but I mean, this is sort of a different ball game here. So yeah, don't know. How, yep. Back to the question: How do how do we how do we unlock that ATO? I don't know. I don't think anyone does. <laughs> None of us do. Shit, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> does, <laughs> I mean, I, I again, like, I wish I wish we could pull a rabbit out of a hat and tell uh, you guys out there like what what we think we we could do. But we've talked about it week in and week out. Like, okay, well, we need to do this. We need to tweak this. We need to do this. And I just I don't think we haven't nailed it down i don't think cargo's nailed it down i don't think the players of the field have nailed yeah. it down um and it's just yeah it feels like we're a little bit of a wet noodle um every week which i hate because i yeah. dread waking up and having to watch games and i shouldn't i shouldn't dread that but as a fan i shouldn't dread having to watch my own game <laughs> no exactly yeah yeah um yeah the, and the, these next two will kind of speak to that you know who's at fault for the lack of fight the team displayed effort seems to be lacking is there a mentality and hustle problem with this team yes I think at this point it's it's fairly clear that <laughs> yes. there is. Well, <laughs> uh, yes, um, yeah, no, I, I think there it. really is. I, I think I think that we saw a bit of a of an upswing against a, a weaker side, and showed what we can do when we're all on the same page. But I think that the inconsistency so far this season has been ultimately breakdowns in communication. Um, as soon as as soon as we stop mm-hmm. playing our game and stop talking with each other and i've talked about it several times i think in the even this season is just i like being able to hear the guys talking out there and i don't think really like mm-hmm. i've watched i watched this game twice plus the highlights there really wasn't a lot of that going on and i think that yeah. i'm gonna call it a holistic failure on the team um a little bit which sucks to say because mm-hmm. i think that there's a lot of skilled players out there i just think they were all playing individually rather than playing as a unit that's that's how I would describe it. Yeah, <clears throat> I think that sounds about right. I mean, it, it, it's honestly, it looked like they were playing a training scrum rather than like. Yeah, an yeah, 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 exactly. Game. Exactly. Everyone's kind of in it for themselves. Um, and, and you saw the frustration, especially towards the end of the game, um, really getting the best of people. And some people do better under pressure, I find. Like, you know, we've seen guys like Gianni Dos Santos get frustrated and really like hammer down on that you know add that frustration to his play and you know 
play better. And but I think in this case, a lot of the players played worse because they just stopped communicating with each other. We've also like, seen well, him take that frustration yeah, and true and give not up a free do kick positive with the first touch of the ball and then concede a goal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's what I mean. So like again, there there's there's two sides to dealing with frustration on the pitch, and I think that we've kind of leaned more mm-hmm. into, especially in the last couple, well, the last three games. When we're down and when we're not leading and when we're not controlling the the flow of the game, we kind of just give up, and I don't like that. Mm. Yeah, not at all. Not at yeah. all. Um, oh, yeah, okay, let me hit you with this one. Is ATO the CPL, Chelsea, Tottenham, <laughs> or a different team? <laughs> <laughs> I think... Uh... I think the bringing up Chelsea was because, you know, back in the, well, we're in the two cold days, you know, not back, that was his last mm-hmm. match, but, you know, they played a defensive style, they ended up getting found out or whatever. If we're, if yeah. we're compared to a, to a Premier League team, and I hate to say this, but we are the Everton of the CPL. Or Ooh. we're either the Everton or the Southampton. And now I say the Southampton and the Everton because these are both teams that in their last transfer window, or last few transfer windows, have spent a lot of money on players that don't work and they've not been getting results because of it. Yeah. And they've been yeah. doing and they've also had merry-go-rounds of coaches playing different styles and styles that don't work. Um I feel like we're at risk of becoming teams like this unless we get it together. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? No, like I think, it's just I, I think it could be a downward fair. spiral. Yeah, I think that's completely fair. And I mean, you know, for those of you that aren't big English Premier League fans, Southampton is currently in last place and probably going to be relegated. And Everton is in 17th of 20 and close to being relegated. So yeah. it's not a good, for those of you who don't speak EPL, that's not a good place to be in. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think <clears throat> that of the teams that were listed there, I mean, I, I don't think we're Chelsea. I think we're more Tottenham just because we're inconsistent. So far in the three season, three, four seasons that we've been in the league, we've just been an inconsistent team. We're good. We're bad. We're good. And we're also never quite there because Tottenham is a team. In, for example, the Spurs are a team that are good, but never good enough to like really get to the top. They're like, they're Man, like runner, want, always a bridesmaid, never a slip into that identity. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> I know. And that's exactly. the word. And that's why I didn't want to say it, but I'm like, it's kind of always a bridesmaid, never a bride. We had one yeah. good season. We're like, yeah, we're on top of the world. We're I the mean, best. And then it's like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, like you know, and we I made, see, man, we like, made one final, we lost a two nil, and they made one Champions League final and lost a two nil. Lost two nil. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> no, no, I don't like this comparison. Stop it, <laughs> John. I need you to. I need you to edit this part of the podcast out, please. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> Had to we do not uh, need to put this juju on us. Uh, oh, it God, it's like, give me actual shivers. Give me the heebie-jeebies. Gross. Let's, yeah. you know, we should just move on from that because I yeah, don't want to put do that. that. Let's let's put that let's distance ourselves on. from everything we just um, said. Yeah. Sorry, Brandon. I know you're a Spurs fan. <laughs> <laughs> has yeah, unfortunately, um, has yeah. Cargo officially been exposed for his one-dimensional strategy, and is there any hope of changing our style? Uh, I. I think that teams have adapted. Um, I'm not going to say he's been exposed because I think that that strategy that Carlos built last year can be extremely effective when the players are bought in, when everyone's playing the structure, when we have a keeper that is, I'm going to call it up to the task of being a keeper in a, in a Mm -hmm. really defensive sit back type 
style of play. Um, but I think that yeah. other teams have started to adapt to that. Um, we see it with with teams like Pacific, uh, who we beat in in you know last year in the in the semifinals for the for the playoffs. Um, we beat them on that <laughs> strategy. And and they really didn't have an answer to it. And then two games ago, they had all the answers to it. And then VFC, yeah. I'm going to call them their new club, yeah. new coach, new players. Great, cool. Our strategy would seem to work decently well against them. Our counterattacks work well. And then we come up against Cavalry, who are a team who we have handedly beat a lot in the past, especially last season, with that strategy. And it was pretty clear yeah. that Tommy Wilden Jr. really like had figured it out. And he and, and again. That's yeah. not to say the strategy or the, the, the structure that Carlos built is ineffective. I think it's ineffective if we're playing the way mm. that we played. And other coaches are starting to realize that. So if they start to kind of chip away at it and find a little, you know, a little crack in the armor somewhere, um, then they just jam a wedge in there and exploit it. And it sucks. Yeah. And I mean, it's, <clears throat> I don't think it's as simple as being like, oh, Cargo's been found out. The, Cargo would have been no, found I don't, out I don't five think so. games into the season last season. You know what I mean? Everyone knows that's how we play. The reason, like, one one of the great things about this style of play, if you're doing it properly, is that being found out doesn't really matter. It, it still works anyways. And yeah. um, as we said, but it only works if everyone is to the task, everyone is 100% focused, and we don't make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, you can use this style of play to win almost any time. And that's how we won the league. Um, but it's not a case of everyone, of Cargo being found out you know everyone knew this is how we play this is this is how we've always played so they've always been trying to stop it but they couldn't but now they can and that's on the morale that's on the dressing room that's on the players that's on the spirit of this team it's not really on the tactics which you know i still want to shit on the tactics because we hate watching it now but yeah it's not because of that in my opinion yeah No, I, uh, yeah, that's completely fair point. Um, so I don't think, yeah, I don't think it's a one dimensional strategy. I just think you have to be 100% on all the time for it to work. And even if you're 1% not on, that's where, that's where we, you know, end up with, with results like this. Yeah. I mean, that's how you concede from a couple set pieces and create nothing. And then you're done for the day. Yep. Easy. Yep. Yep. And then, and then you ruin Johnny's birthday. And then you ruin my birthday. <laughs> my birthday weekend. I'm lucky enough that I get the long weekend for my birthday weekend, and you ruined and one of the nights. You went and ruined it. Um, all right. Uh, how uh, how bad is our press, and should we find ways to improve it? Um, so how bad is our press? The answer is bad. Um, and should we find ways to improve it? The answer is yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, next question, please. Next question. Uh, is the title race over for us already? I like this question because it impacts a lot. Um, I don't, I mean, again, it's early in the season. I don't want to, I don't want to count our chickens or whatever euphemism you want to use. I think the, the the main issue is that other teams out there are performing so well already that it scares Mm. me how poorly we are performing in comparison to the forges and the pacifics and even valor and valor has always been a mid shit team and they are playing a decent season so far this season and and again it's it's frustrating because and even and even your Oh, can we not? <laughs> this can was the team not? that was living at the bottom of the table to start the season, and I was like, yes, <laughs> yes. And now they go to Wonders Grounds and put three past him. 
And like yeah. now they're sitting in what third, fourth, or something like that. It's just, ugh, I hate that everyone's getting they're better. Yeah, third, fifth worse. place. Let's not give them okay. too much credit. <laughs> Don't want to give them any more credit than they deserve. They're, but to be fair, we have a minus one GD, and Vancouver has a minus five, and York has a minus three, and both of them are above us. So, War a trophy. You know, War a trophy. <laughs> <War> a trophy. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, you are correct. Uh, they handedly defeated Halifax, uh, who. It seems to be falling apart worse than us. So <laughs> it's the, the, here's 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 yeah here's my big thing is that if we're gonna be so bad, I need either York or Halifax to be either as bad or worse. And as long as one or of them both is below both of us, them that's no we want I want both me. of them below us. <laughs> I want both of them, yes. But as long as at least one is, then I'm not feeling too bad. Yeah, and ideally, if both of them were below us, and then Vancouver was the only team we were competing against to make the playoffs, we would be okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, so the title race, I don't feel like it's over, but I have extreme crushing anxiety about where we're sitting right now, just because, yeah. you know, you look at the, the the top four teams and they are just performing, even, even I guess York, I'll give them a little credit, are just performing generally mm. so much better than us. They seem to yeah, have found I mean, their like shape and their structure. The and that's... We're we're about we're almost a quarter of the way into the season. Um, it's funny to and say it's only been six weeks, yeah. but you know we're almost. And we're a quarter one, of the way two, in. and three. And we are we are seven points behind first place. So yeah, I yeah. I I mean I yeah as far as the title as far as regular season title I would say probably that's not going to happen again. But you know we were never we were never this low last season. We were never but also this low but last also season. but we also Johnny to, to be fair to be fair. Arsenal was eight points clear of Man City, and look what happened. <laughs> <laughs> sorry to all the Arsenal fans out there, but Johnny and I are Liverpool fans, and we're going to rub that in your face a little sorry, bit. Even though I sorry. hate City, <laughs> I'm also not sorry. Um, um, yeah. yeah, all right. I mean, yeah, but I mean, the thing is, is that there's no hope here that any of this is going to be made up. So, I mean, luckily in this, luckily in this league, five out of eight teams make the playoffs. So, I mean, you know, yeah. there's obviously still a chance in that respect, but I think the regular season title, I would probably say yes. I don't see that happening. Yeah. Unless, unless somehow the, the two of the Pacific and Forge deflate horribly over the course of the season, yeah, which I would be enough. okay with, honestly. Who knows? Um, all right. This la- last one here, and this is a good one because it's going to uh, roll into Segway. a segue yeah. into something that we wanted to talk about on this episode. Um, Cargo has said on numerous occasions that they approach every game the same. Has that meant we are too predictable and easily countered? I guess we kind of already went over that, but that also leads into, mm-hmm. is the Fernando Lopez experiment over? Is Cargo a flash in the pan? Ooh. We, t- we, Ooh. we took aim at the players earlier. Now we're going to take aim at some other people. Yeah, I, 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 wor- I worry. I have, I have some extreme worry about this because I don't want to say, you know, we say, Carlos Gonzalez, trust the process, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I still believe that he is an excellent coach. And I think he has Mm -hmm. a really brilliant mind for football. Um, And we've seen what he can do with the players that he needs. I just don't think the players that we currently have on the pitch are playing to the level that he needs for them to actually be successful. And I hate to say that. I, 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 I just, again, I, I, how do I how do I put this delicately? You know what? No, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna come out and be blunt about it. Um, the Fernando Lopez experiment, Carlos flash plan. I don't think Carlos is a flash in the pan. Um, 
I don't want to say the Fernando Lopez experiment is over because I, I, I know having met Fernando and, you know, seeing how he interacts and things like that. I think that he is extremely committed to this club. I think he's committed to the future of the club. That being said, mm-hmm. again, my personal opinion as a co-host of this podcast, I think that the, the club's direction on growing this team in Ottawa is misguided. Yeah, hard to agree. And this is yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying that like off of, it's uh, unsal- unsalvageable, but like yeah, Jesus. This is like, jumping off of an article that came out in the Ottawa Citizen um, on I, I believe it was Sunday morning. Ottawa um, Sun. I think. No shit. No, it was a Citizen, it was, but it was on not, Friday. It was, uh, yeah, it was on both. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Uh, so, and this was an article that was talking about waning. Um, attendance numbers on uh, Ottawa they they call them you know lower lower league teams um so the, it, it covers minor the, pro minor squads, pro yeah. there we go yeah so it covers the Ottawa Titans baseball team the uh, Ottawa Blackjacks basketball team and also Atletico Ottawa the soccer team um and a lot of us were very upset about this article and i'm going to read some quotes here and sort of understand why and then we can unpack this a little bit so when when with directly speaking with fernando um they they said they expected that you know after finishing first in the league last season after having a historic uh, uh, final with a huge attendance that our fan support would jump significantly and that hasn't happened and that's left left them scratching uh, their heads so Fernando says I never thought the challenge would be this tough coming in I was told that soccer was not very popular in Canada and to have success as a team in this city you've got to have a winning season we did that last year we had a great season. We won the league title and hosted the CPL final. And they say, but crowd support has leveled off. I wasn't thinking we would sell out TD Place with 24,000 fans, but we're all scratching our heads to make it an exciting event for fans. It's still very hard. Now, where to begin with this? Uh, I'm going to begin <laughs> off the top where I think I'm going to say what everyone out there listening is thinking right now. Saying that we had a great season and we're not sure why we can't make this an exciting event for fans. How about you win some games at home? <laughs> and I, and I know that's like, sounds easy, but like it, imagine how frustrating it is to grow a, a, a fan base and for capital mm. city supporters and for everyone out there to work so, so hard, so hard and put all their, it's essentially free time. And actually it's not free time. We're paying to be there as a supporters group. We're putting all this effort mm-hmm. into building yeah. something, a, a culture around the team. And then to constantly just be like disappointed every single week. Like, how am I going to get my friends and family who may or may not be super interested in football to become more interested in football when the team just loses every time at home? Like to me, that's extremely frustrating. So I'm not saying there's a magic yeah. wand that they can wave to make us play better at home, but like, good God, we have to get better at home. If you're going to even have a, a, a sliver of a chance of, of getting the attendance that you're talking about, like, are you like 15,000 fans on average? Like, and you're not going to get that with, with the, the abysmal home record we have. Well, no. And that was a joke as well. You know, we're, we're, we'd love to see 10 to 15 in each game. That's never going to happen in this league. That won't happen for 10 years in this league. But um, I, I, want, I want to unpack sort of the things that earlier, the quotes earlier that mm-hmm. I mentioned. So I really hate the idea that he says, we had a winning season. Where is everyone? I understand when you look at the table that we had a winning season. You know, we won the league. We won the regular season. However, we've already gone over how abysmal our home record is and how mm-hmm. our away games 
are locked behind a paywall that probably most of those people that go to those games aren't watching aren't watching so they're not seeing us win they're seeing since we won against halifax on august 17th 2022 we have played eight games at home drawn five of them lost three of them one of those being the final the biggest most important game in our history lost it 2-0 and we have been outscored 11 to 5 that's what we have done so when he says we're trying to make it we're scratching our heads to make it an exciting event for fans this is an extremely misguided thing to say what brings people out in numbers consistently is not bring your own dog day is not 90s night is not beach day you're taking these old, tired North American sports tropes to try and get day trippers to come out and fill the stadium as if the yeah. only job you have is to get butts and seats. Your job is to build a culture. What will make an exciting event for fans is scoring goals and winning yep. games. Yeah. And that's what brings like people said, back. People will come out. People will come out if you have a winning product. Exactly. Exactly. You don't need you don't need flashy gimmicks. And I, I, I know like later he, he kind of talks about he's like. Oh, North American fans. I'm trying to think of the quote here. Uh, North American fans are used to seeing higher scoring games and whatever. And it's like, okay, great. Yes. Understanding that, that football is an extremely popular sport. Like you, you probably can't name a single person who doesn't either, who either hasn't played or does, or doesn't know someone who's played soccer when they were younger. I think that like, it's probably one of the most universal sports in Canada because the, the threshold to play, yes, hockey's expensive. You got all this equipment. Soccer, everyone can kind of play. You get cleats and some shin guards and you're good to go. Um, so I, I, I think that the, the, the popularity of the sport is there. It's about growing the culture of the mm. team. And I think that that's the difference. You can't, you're not going to grow, like you said, you're not going to yeah. grow the culture <laughs> of the team by being like, oh, this is our, you know, $2 hot dog day. And that, that's great. And I, I brought no, my daughter. She had a you, time, but like. But a culture that does not make, right? We, no. we have time. Wiener dog races does not make a culture. And the thing is, is that honestly, this can be detrimental as well. I brought people to games and there's gimmicky shit was happening. And then they didn't want to come more or at least they didn't take it seriously. You know, this happened yeah. during it's happened during ATO. It's, it happened during the Ottawa Fury as well. And when people don't take the product seriously. They think it's just a nice day out for family and stuff like that. That is not how you build a culture whatsoever. That's how you sort of get people to come out for an exciting event. And these are the words that he's using as well. We need to make it an exciting event for fans to come out to. It's the wrong way of looking at this. And the fact that, you know, he gave an interview to the citizen saying these things really, really rubs me the wrong way. I know he's not saying, you know, why aren't you guys showing up even though you were winning? But he's basically saying that. The better yeah. option would be to just, you know, to, to have internal meetings, talk about this, try and have figure out how to fix this. Because talking to a citizen reporter in an article that's titled Fans Wanted, Ottawa's minor pro squads look to fill more seats is pathetic. Uh, yeah. It is bad. It comes, off as real, it comes off as real needy. It comes off as real needy and it comes off as real blamey. Yeah, well, and I, we saw that, I think, a little bit earlier with, with some of the, the dismal, and they talk about in the article, some dismal numbers for out of york uh united and you know they talk about it in the article and i think that when that happened i know their clubhouse essentially tried a little bit of the same the same tune that we're seeing in this article by being like i don't want to say like blaming the fans but like being like well 
you know, people just don't want to come out and see the sport. And I think that that's a little bit of a short-sighted view of, of sport in Canada in general. Like you can have teams like, Mm -hmm. again, look at like the Ottawa Red Blacks, the Ottawa Red Blacks play at TD place and the stadium is like pretty packed almost every game and they suck. They're not good, yeah, but they have a product that they've yeah. developed. And, the, you know, it's not about the halftime show. It's not about stupid gimmicks. It's about going mm-hmm. to see the sport, supporting your team mm-hmm. and getting out there. And yeah. is the team great? No. Is the sport easier to watch because there's higher scoring? And it's quote unquote more exciting. Yeah, maybe. But at the same time, like you kind of got to look at that in a, in, a, in a bit of a vacuum and say like, well, we we can take that what what Ottawa has as like a fan base and generally Ottawa is known as I'm going to call it an apathetic fan base we have very apathetic fans mm. in Ottawa unfortunately um, and a lot of transient mm. fans um, yeah. and, and that kind of stuff and I think that you're you're never going to get repeat fans I'm going to call them or people that are coming in to buy season tickets and and consistently come to the games and participate in building mm. the culture of the squad and the team and the and TD place as a fortress you're never going to get that by having s- halftime events and trivia and like it's great to get the day trippers out there you know what we gotta we gotta pay the bills we gotta keep the lights on but if you want the team to be successful yeah. like they should be working more on developing run that yeah that aspect right and the thing is is that all, all like all of these theme games and all of these sort of cheap tactics and gimmicks to sort of get people out for the day it just reeks of the way that Oseg used to run the Ottawa Fury. And I mean, I know that they didn't, they knew after a certain point that they weren't even going to keep the Ottawa Fury. But they, they, to sign their, their agreement with the city to redevelop Lansdowne, they needed to have a soccer team for, I think it was like four or five years, was in the agreement. And they, mm-hmm. you knew that they knew that they weren't going to have it at the end of that agreement. So yeah, for the last years, yeah. for, there was a clock on it. So for the last years, they basically just needed to fill the stadium and that was it. They didn't need to build a long-term uh, culture around that team because they knew they weren't going to have it for very much longer. So I don't know if these people are in Fernando's ear giving him ideas about how, to, you know, how they think you should get people in seats, but he needs to stop listening to them because this isn't going to work. You know what's going to work is signing an actual number six player and not making a poll on Twitter asking people if, if you should be signing Atiba Hutchinson. You know, that's like a perfect encapsulation of what you should be doing oh, yeah, and point. what you didn't yeah. do. You know what I mean? And what you did do yeah. instead as like you're doing gimmicks instead of the actual work. Yeah, it's, it's a bit surface and it's unfortunate because I think that maybe if they yeah put that put that effort that they're putting into all these gimmicky memes, like kind of, you know, fluffy aspects of of you know events at the stadium i think if they put Mm. that much effort into signing proper position players that we need we might see results that are different than what we're currently looking at yep so if you haven't read this article definitely do so and it'll probably make your blood boil a little bit but um just like just like an important conversation to have (laughs) (laughs) i felt good it's like cathartic to get that out So, next matchup. <laughs> At home yeah. against Forge. <laughs> Hur- hooray. Combining to two things that we hate. Playing at home and playing Forge. Oh, my fucking God. Um, so, uh, yeah. Excuse me for the language. But, uh, yeah, we're... And also, excuse me for what I'm about to say, but if we play like this, we're getting smashed. We are mm-hmm. going to get absolutely smashed. Aren't we? Yeah, because if... <laughs> yeah, yeah. If Cavalry can do this to us, uh, if we play yeah you're right if we play like that against forge it's going to be like a blowout it'll be like a another six one or six nothing and i'm not down with that 
Um, no. So I think the team's got a lot of work to do. We're in a decent spot because for just having to play against CF Montreal two days before they play against us, which is great for us. That's right. Um, yeah. uh, and also, you know, for those of you listening out there, if you want I, I to make your way to, to Montreal, too, Johnny's going to be there. Uh, Montreal's yeah. my adopted <laughs> MLS team, so Ale Les Impact. Yeah. Um, there you go. But, and we always love seeing Montreal. Yeah, me and Patty first, are, both, so. uh, are both Montreal yeah. fans in the MLS, and uh, I am going to hate watch that game so hard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm I'm just, here, I'm just here for the hate. <laughs> yeah, it should have been really? us. I did it last season when Forge visited Saputo. I'm going to do it. This oh, <laughs> yeah, you have that. You have that picture of you and your buddy, and you're both like wearing your like CF Montreal gear, flipping off <laughs> like Forge because they lost. It was me and Halifax. Will shouts out to Halifax. Will he's listening to this? We were both at yeah. the game, and I was wearing the CCSG shirt, giving the finger with the with the three nil on the scoreboard <laughs> in the background. And I would love to see that again. And I will be yes, there, yeah. No matter and what. I will be. I will be watching that one from home for sure. And I will be cheering yeah. on the the um, club de foot de Montreal. The impact. There you go. I'll be cheering there on the you impact. Go. <laughs> and you should yes, too, everyone. Have, and you should too. Yes. Um, we can't let Forge be the first CPL team that wins the Canadian Championship. Oh, God. That would just be that would be the be worst. Devastating. That would be devastating, and we would yeah. never hear so, the end of it from their stupid plastic fan base. Ever, we would never hear the end of it. No, <laughs> they wouldn't shut up about it. So yeah, Saturday against Forge. Um, it's at two p.m., which is cool. I love afternoon games; they can be fun. I love them too because then it's at nine p.m. my time, and it's a reasonable hour to watch. Exactly, football. <laughs> it's more reasonable to watch. Um, there is a hot yeah. stove on Friday at seven p.m. I know we missed the last one, but there will be one this week. Yeah, um, there are a lot of uh, Forge Twitter fans. We'll see if they have the balls to actually go on the hot stove or if they just want to hide behind their egg profile pictures on, uh, on Twitter instead. <laughs> <laughs> do, they, uh, do they even have internet in Hamilton? I don't, I don't, I mean. I have no clue. Do they even have running water there? <laughs> Probably not. So, and on, on game day as well, I know that uh, there's something going on with the Ottawa International Marathon. I believe CCSG has a morning cheer station. Oh, yes. Um, yes I don't know do. all the details about it, but contact Prez Bryce. He has all the details if you would like to be involved with that. Um, I have no doubt it'll go out on socials too as well. Yeah, for so sure. Just keep an for eye sure. on your Twitter and your, your Instagram yeah. and whatever your kids are using these days. For sure. The TikToks and, that, and the... And that'll be fun because it's in like the morning and the game yeah. is, is also at two. It's not like the game's in the evening or something like that. So you can go in the morning and then do the cheer and then, you know, probably head right to the pub and have one or two before heading out to the game. It sounds like a perfect day to me. And for those of you coming in from uh, places that aren't the Glebe, just keep in mind that Bank Street's going to be hella closed. So that's right. Yes, for the marathon, and I believe the great is the great Glebe, Glebe garage sale this uh, this weekend. As well? uh, yeah, that's also happening. So wow. yes, basically, don't drive your car anywhere near like, <laughs> near Bank Street. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Just take um, our lovely if, public transit that Ottawa has. Yeah, that's always working, and there's nothing it's wrong so reliable. It's the Moving most reliable on. public transit in the whole country. <laughs> Keep your eyes out for uh, Patrick Gibson's player ratings articles. They're great. We big upped him on the last episode. I'll big up on every yeah, episode. Um, Joey, you know, article is now, I believe, month in review. So he's going to be doing yep. month in review articles, which is which is fine. They're sure they should be just as nice. Um, Megan Wiper has a new series coming out now. It's a footy 101 series. So it's uh, oh, nice. this is going to be helpful for the newbies. I guess people that aren't well too versed in the game. Um, obviously, there's a lot of slang 
in this in this game a lot of those and the the, the first article is about this specifically it's about position numbers um i know we talk uh, about yeah. sixes and tens and sixes, eights and nines stuff a lot. And eights, like, like, yeah. what the hell does that mean so uh, megan is going to be doing a series about things like this and the first article nice. i believe should be coming out on thursday or friday and it's specifically about position numbers so t- stay tuned for that man the writer shed just pumping out oh man just absolute hits yeah i don't know they're on a totally different level this season you love to see it Mm. um so yeah if you want to go to the game on saturday uh w tickets are live on the website as always click on the w click on the ticket get tickets in the dub i think it's the last chance to get season tickets if you want them yeah um i mean it's pretty it's you know getting into the season now so it's probably not even cost effective after this next game but if you want season tickets you still got time it's your last chance um i don't know patty what do you uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what, you forgot to mention you... getting getting sweet CCSG merch on our website. Yeah, well. do that. There's always new <laughs> do, designs. Do in the that shop. also. They're always sick. I got a new. Yeah. I re-upped with some new stuff recently. I know Billy re-upped with some new stuff that he posted some pics of in the chat that I'm probably going to copy and get the same ones. <laughs> oh, speaking of speaking of tarps off, Billy. Speaking of tarps congratulations, off, Billy. congratulations, congratulations, buddy. Tarps off, yeah. Billy. Let's go. She said. She said yes. I was disappointed that he was still wearing a shirt when he proposed, but you know. <laughs> You can't win them all, Johnny. Yeah, you, can't, you can't win them all. You can't win them all. And whatever, whatever up. But Billy team, just won. He won it. So yeah. yeah, he just won it. So congratulations, so, Billy. Ato uh, can do. Ato can do whatever they want to do this season, but Billy won. So that makes us yeah. all feel good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, anyways, who knows what the hell we'll be talking about next week, Patty? Hopefully, it's about some freak win at home against oh, my, Forge. Could you imagine? That would be just the best if we be could just I'll clip win this against Forge at home. I'll clip this and play it back to you if that happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, do that for sure. Um, yeah, uh, you know, I, I just, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping there's, I'm hoping there's some more magic in the tank somewhere because I think we need it. I think all of us need it. Yeah. I don't know what to expect formation wise. I mean, with Neva going down, you know, I don't know if, if we're going to completely uh, redraw the, the game plan again or if we're just going to do what we've been doing and then swap some pieces out and just sort of limp to the finish line. Who knows? I don't know what to expect. Surprises all weekend, it mm-hmm. sounds like. <laughs> so. All weekend. Well, Patty, been a blast. I know this one was a mopey well. one, but we needed it and <laughs> I think everyone else needed it too. Yeah, therapy is important. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) We'll talk to you next week. Vamos. See you guys. Vamos. Vamos.